In today's episode of the Wisdom for All of Life podcast, we talk about friendship. Friendship versus acquaintances, deep versus shallow relationships, the pros and cons, and we turn to wise King Solomon to get a little help, a little help as it regards friendship. You were listening to the Wisdom for All of Life podcast. I'm Brandon Neely. And if you'd like to access more of the resources, you can go to sermonaudio.com. There you can search my name. It's N-E-A-L-Y. Or you can search We Are Christ Church. There you will find sermons, podcasts, and much, much more. Our proverb of the day is Proverbs 18.24. A man of many companions may come to ruin, but... There is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Proverbs 18.24 One more time, notice the contrast. A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. On the one hand, there's a man with many companions, and on the other, there's a man with just one. There's the shallow versus the deep. There's the many versus the one, and there's the ruin Versus the brotherhood connection. Now you see, as is common in the Proverbs, we have here a contrast. The contrast is between the fool and the wise. And between two different types of relational pursuits. You see, the fool pursues many companions. He keeps things shallow. Everyone is at a safe distance. No one has the license or the liberty to go deep. No one has the time or the permission to confront or correct or bring up the tough stuff. Instead, all persons are acquaintances. Now, with the fool and his shallow relationships, cordialities abound. A large network is built, and it is very broad, yet it remains shallow. These, quote, friends very well may have been monetized, as they teach you in the self-help podcast. And all of these, uh, this network of friends also serve a, a great purpose in the person's larger agenda. They're networked, they're monetized, they're useful, they serve you in some capacity. But while the fool is surrounded by people, a mob of people, he's not protected by them. He's not truly loved by them. He has fans and fawners and constituents, but no real true friends. In contrast, the wise gathers around himself a small and closer and deeper hedge, a hedge of protection, a hedge of true friends, those who can protect you against the cruel and cold winds of this world. You see, the wise heeds this call, this call right here in the Proverbs by King Solomon, he heeds this call and he pursues thick bonds. He builds them. He bolsters them. And in the end, he has a friendship. He has friendships, just a few, but they're deep. They're long-lasting. They're covenantal. And the ties that bind them are thicker than even family blood. Now, you might ask, what in the world is a tie that can bind stronger than blood? Well, it's the Spirit of God. Jesus said that he did not come into this world to bring peace, but to bring a sword. His gospel message, his kingdom of heaven message, 
came into this world like a sword, and it began, and it still to this day divides families. It divides friendships. It divides relationships and organizations. It splits them in two, and it divides blood. Mother would turn against daughter, and father turn against son, and brother turn against brother. This was predicted by Jesus. But not only does his message bring a division and a sword, it brings a new unity as it gathers us together with a new family, that is the body of Christ. Jesus Christ not only saves us by his cross and defeats death and the resurrection, but he sends to us his spirit, his spirit of oneness and unity and peace. And it's by the spirit of God, a tie that is thicker than blood, that friends can come to stick closer than a brother. Why? They've been bound to you by the Spirit of God. It's deeply troubling uh, when men and women have large networks of loosely affiliated Christian friends, Christian folks, and yet they have no close ties to spiritually mature believers, no covenantal relationships with the body of Christ. They float around. They hover. They haunt churches. And, and they aren't in full submission to pastors or elders. They don't even know any. It's troubling because... The companion of many may very well come to ruin. That's what Solomon teaches us. But those who have gained friends that are bound to them by the covenantal bonds of the Spirit of God, they can expect to experience the opposite of ruin. And that's blessing. Just consider with me for a minute the ancient Benedictine vow of stability. There's a lot of wisdom here, a lot of wisdom inside of this ancient vow. Listen to the wording of it. The Benedictines would vow this. We vow to remain all of our lives with our local community. We live together. We pray together, work together, relax together. We give up the temptation to move from place to place in search of an ideal situation. Ultimately, there is no escape from oneself, and the idea that things would be better someplace else is usually an illusion. And when interpersonal conflicts arise, we have a great incentive to work things out and restore peace. This means learning the practices of love, acknowledging oneself's own offensive behavior, giving up one's own preferences, and forgiving. You see, these Benedictine monks, with a lot of wisdom here, they understand that it is vitally important to develop covenantal and strong spiritual ties with others. And they know the importance of gathering around oneself the closer-than-blood friends. And they know as well that this takes time. It takes continuity in one place to build this. A large and healthy hedge of protection. A hedge of protection that protects us from the arctic blast of this world. It takes time to build up. It takes time to grow. It takes seasons of grooming and cultivating and fertilizing. But in the end, it enables the harvest to be great. In this day and age, technology takes the place of companionship. For some, the screen is their best friend. They know the residents of Smallville or the contestants of The Bachelorette better than they know their fellow Christians. Walkability or the distance between uh, their home and the next uh, Starbucks is perceived as proximity, is per perceived as community, but it's really just a method of consumerism. These are lonely days. All of us in one coffee shop close to each other, but all of us so far away in our screens and on our headphones. We complain for this lack of depth, but have not built and bolstered the close friends we do have. 
We flitter about from one to the next, always in search of something better. We don't submit ourselves one to another. We're not, we don't find our identity in our family or in our church. Rather, we find our identity as individuals in the workplace or in the corporate sphere. We don't save our energies for where it matters most, and we get spread thin. We must instead learn to expend the love and the friendliness that produces long-lasting bonds in all the right places. We can't reap where we haven't sown. We can't get if we don't give. So today, let us get up and give the love and the friendliness needed to build up these deeper, wiser relationships that God can use in us to keep us, to grow us, to sharpen us, and to care for us. This is our calling for the day. This is our charge for the day. And remember, as we close out this morning, if the Lord has called you to this, and Christ most certainly has, this is a command. We aren't to spread ourselves thin with broad and shallow relationships with networks of loosely affiliated Christian-ish folk. No, rather we are to develop and bolster and strengthen tight and deep relationships with genuine Christians. This is what Christ has called us to. So, remember this. If Christ has called you, He'll equip you, He'll protect you, and He'll bless you along the way. Have a great day.